In 2010, I co-founded a company called Startup Grind with one goal, inspiring, educating, and connecting every entrepreneur on the planet. Today, Startup Grind is now in 125 countries and has millions of members. Along the way, I found the most powerful marketing tool of all time, customer-to-customer marketing. C2C marketing empowers your greatest ambassadors, your customers, to evangelize your brand and grow your community. This is a podcast we wish we'd had when we started building our community a decade ago. Each episode, we talk to the brightest minds and companies on the planet to learn how they build their community and empower their customers. I'm your host, Derek Anderson, and this is the C2C Podcast. I'm excited to have our next guest, Emma Irwin, who is an open source and community strategist at Mozilla Corporation. Previously, she worked at Benenatech as the developer community manager. Now at Mozilla, Emma heads up diversity and inclusion strategy development for Mozilla's open source projects and their communities. Take a listen. Emma, describe to us what the Mozilla Corporation is and what you do in your role there. Mozilla is probably best known as the developer of the Mozilla Firefox browser, which historically um, has done a lot of leadership in open source, so inviting people in into the opportunity to innovate with a company and with products that really is where Firefox came from. And um, the open source uh, ecosystem right now, I think uh, we've been a leader in. We develop, of course, a lot more than just Firefox. Right now, one of our key projects is a common voice, which is a a non-proprietary open solution for voice technology and voice data sets. So there's a lot of other cool technology we're building right now. My role uh, on the open innovation team at Mozilla is specifically focused with a few other folks on community development, and that has like a wide variety of meanings, um, especially as Mozilla is itself a community of communities versus there being one. I know your work revolves a lot around strategy for inclusion, diversity within the open source community. So could you tell us about your various initiatives there and, and why it's so important in the technology industry? Yeah, definitely a a central part of the work that I've done and continue to do um, at Mozilla is to define and work on uh, diversity and inclusion strategy. Although I I hesitate these days and actually even discourage people from thinking of inclusion as being separate from open. Uh, I'm really like the the lore or the, the idea of open is that anyone can participate, anyone can turn up and participate in the innovation with uh, with projects and products. But actually, if we're not intentional about everyone feeling invited, that with with obstacles um, that are various, especially more present for those who are underrepresented or um, in in ways, including gender and race, but also like access to technology bandwidth, those sorts of things, then then really we're not, we don't have open projects. So um, some of the initiatives that I work on um, in inclusion are around data and metrics and also with the Linux Foundation project called Chaos, which is a community health metrics program, we, um, we've set up metrics to try and understand what that means. Internally to Mozilla, that means ensuring that our leadership programs are open and accessible to everyone, are structured in such a way where people feel invited, where there's terms of renewal, things like making sure that our governance structures have representation from different groups and so on. There's, a, there's really a lot there. Um, but primarily, or not primarily, but essentially to all of that is our code of conduct enforcement. So um, that's something that we've built up and are quite proud of um, that keeps our communities healthy and safe. I, I wonder with, with all of the uh, protests and uh, recent sort of spotlight on racial inequality inside of the black community, especially within uh, our community of the tech industry, what do you recommend to community leaders 
we're trying to create a more inclusive space for the black community and and also in technology and in open source you know we work with a lot of companies specifically in those exact same areas so what you have any suggestions or recommendations to them to open up more broadly to that subset of people First of all, remembering that open source is less diverse than tech overall, just speaking from gender diversity. And I think that's even more true of race, racial diversity, although we don't have a lot of data around that because um, that's something that as an industry we haven't been very good at tracking. I think probably that the first step is always about listening, right? It's, um, it's really about reaching out to people in your communities who are there already to understand their experiences and not only just counting people isn't enough. Like you can be there, you can count someone, you know, a person of color, just because they're in your community doesn't mean they're having a very good time, <laughs> right? It might be that they're determined to like make things better or they're, they believe in the community and they can see the potential, but they're working on it. So, um, which is unfair. And we know that people who are underrepresented often have the burden of work of trying to fix the community. So listening is number one, and also allowing for anonymous feedback. So, you know, people want to feel safe when they're giving that feedback. So listening is number one. And then from that, identifying those things that you can make make changes for. So there's no universal um, thing that you can do. Definitely checking with the chaos project around the metrics we already have to make sure, like to understand that the the most inclusive ways of asking questions. So there's, you know, there's wrong ways of asking questions too. Um, and then some of the small things that you can do that we know work um, on a broad scale to start making those changes, but definitely listening because it's different for everyone and for every community. Uh, so I guess that's where I'd say you should start. What programs have been most effective for you all at Mozilla for just growing the community overall? Yeah, so again, we're a community of communities, and I can speak on behalf of some of those. Some of the ways that we have been successful in growing communities is to help people who want to contribute to our projects and software connect that opportunity with the things that they care about in their life already. So I, I run a leadership program, or I ran a leadership program last year to bring in already technical women into leadership roles, like maintainer roles in open source projects. Generally speaking, there's sort of the old meritocratic rule where you start at the beginning and you earn your creds and you like prove yourself and 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 really that that's not beneficial for people who are you know have the skills that are more advanced and um, I work with those women to map the opportunity of say reviewing pull requests or you know um, testing issues with the things they were trying to do in their career, which is you know get into a senior leadership role or apply for a job with a company they really wanted. So I think more meta to something specific is making sure that, that contributors and community members understand how what they're doing with for your company, for your community, connects with the things they care about and they can grow and evolve. More tactically, the things like um, we run campaigns for contributors to get involved. So there might be a thing that um, Firefox needs or Common Voice needs people to record their voices or validate voices. We run time-bound campaigns around those and again, like list the skill sets and people People seem to really um, rally around those as an opportunity, and uh, that's definitely grown a specific type of community which responds to and likes to be a part of campaigns, including in-person events. Like people get together um, and like record their voices, um, that sort of thing. Generally speaking, from a diversity perspective, making sure your code of conduct is real and enforced, and people know that helps make sure that it's just not the people that are really good at promoting themselves that are like 
the majority represented. How has your community work broken out from being in real life or event driven now, maybe virtual event driven versus being all online? So we have a program at Mozilla called Mozilla Reps, which is basically an official leadership program where people can apply for a budget and um, for things like getting a pizza and getting people together um, for getting swag. And that leadership program is very much based on um, bringing people together in communities all over the world. So we have like regional communities located in many, many countries. And that in-person event thing has been really important and, and kind of central to that program. Um, and also bringing people into our mission and manifesto. So again, to, to people being able to connect the thing that they're doing with things they care about. Mozilla has a mission and um, a manifesto that a lot of people can connect to, especially around privacy, especially around security. And the in-person events allow people to connect with their community around the things that they care about, including privacy and especially, especially recently. <laughs> Do you have any sort of stories or particular people that have been successful through your community that you, that you all point to as sort of examples of things you hope other people will have success with? What is the best case scenario for me if I'm part of the Mozilla or Firefox community like, what can that do for me in my life? I'll just actually use myself as a, instead of using someone's name, because I want to be mindful that I haven't gotten anyone's permission. And again, around privacy, I like to be get people's permission. So I was a software engineer for 10, 15 years, and I really um, cared about the cause of digital literacy, which I felt that because I knew how to write code, that I was able to achieve more things in my life and in my world than I would have been otherwise. And so Mozilla had a a program at the time called WebMaker, which was all about digital literacy, helping people understand how to read, write, and participate in the web. And I started to kind of teach and run online events uh, and in-person events in my community with youth and like teaching teachers who were experiencing like trying to teach code in their schools. And I really found that rewarding. And that actually introduced me to the to the world of um, like helping projects design better for open for volunteers. It helped me figure out how to talk to volunteers about the opportunity of open source and gradually my career became this this thing which was like helping people learn about technology how their skills can lend to something bigger in the world uh, i eventually worked for benetech matching contributors with projects like wikipedia and um, mozilla mifos sahana who work in disaster relief uh, yushahidi which are mapping crisis like really meaningful open source projects i was like helping them and that made me feel like you know, I was doing something in the world other than just like writing code for money, which is nothing wrong with that, but it, it was something that I evolved to. And eventually, you know, um, got my role at Mozilla, which is something that I could never have imagined for myself. So I think that I'm like a story of how, you know, contributing to an open source project can take you places that you would not otherwise have had the experience. And that, that started for me with Mozilla, even though I've been part of other open source projects. And so my career that I have now and really talking to you today comes from all of that. So that's a personal story, but it probably means more than me talking about someone else. Oh, that's great. I, I wonder, um, in Mozilla's, we talked to a lot of newer companies uh, on this podcast, a lot of newer tech companies specifically. Mozilla and Firefox are like sort of one of these foundational things of the internet. And I wonder how you've seen You've been there for for many years, and I wonder what how have you seen your community evolve over time, and and how have you seen Mozilla's community uh, evolving uh, as as things have changed outside and and inside the company? 
I mean, I think definitely the causes that we're, that, you know, we have our manifesto, that the internet be open and accessible for all. I think what that has meant has changed over the time or become more severe. So, for example, the Mozilla Foundation is working very much on, you know, trustworthy AI. You know, we're looking at things like addressing fake news, and we have fellowships of people doing really amazing things to help make the internet a much healthier place. I think over time we've seen it become um, very much advocacy um, and slightly like fighting the dystopia of technology. I think that's like how it's evolved and, and our communities have therefore changed and evolved with that. You know, people move on with their lives or they might follow other interests. And so uh, I think right now our communities are definitely understand that all that's at stake um, on the internet. And so our communities are made up of individual contributors. They're made up of fellows. They're made up of of teachers and technologists and, and all kind of working on this common cause, I think that we're even more sure than ever about like the things that we want to change. Structurally, that has changed as well, like how we engage people, campaigns I mentioned, content and training. I think for somebody that's just start starting out, like if I was a, you know, a new business starting out, I think the cause is really important, right? I, I know that people rally around technology they love. I think that that can be like a, a motivator, but that, that people feel connected to the cause that you're solving for is, is, is critical and, and will change over time as well. I'm not sure that entirely answered it, but. Absolutely. That was great. As we kind of wrap up, I would love to hear about a community that you personally love and, and what you love about it and tell us about it. So I, I love the Mozilla community, um, but I've already told a story about that. I, I participated in two other communities that I would say I love. I started my open source journey really started as part of the Drupal uh, community, which I, you may or may not be familiar with. is an open source CMS. So when I was a developer, that was a community that I connected to early on. It was really my first introduction to open communities. And the thing I was most struck by was uh, that people were there to just help. You know, I could have a problem or I was trying to solve something and there's just people turning up to help, which was amazing. <laughs> and that community is quite large and I think very, still very active. I'm less active over there now as I'm no longer a developer, but I think that they, for me, were um, very inspirational, especially as a woman in technology, which back when I was start starting off was about 1% of of uh, open source developers were women. And there's one woman called Angie Byron, who's also known as Web Chick on the Twitters, uh, who really inspired me uh, to get involved in that community. So that's one. And then, of course, Wicca, Wikipedia, Wikimedia, that some of the, um, not just the editing, but there's, I forget the name of the woman who led, like, edited a thon, adding women scientists to, uh, to the wiki, those sorts of things. Like, communities where people can be activists as well as technologists are my favorite part. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. That's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod. 